Welcome to the Capable Podcast. It's your host, Haley, here to bring you another guest, Christina. Christina, thank you so much for coming on today to give your experience of living and also raising children, as we can hear in the background, um, with disabilities. Tell me a little bit about your background with like your kids and your husband. Okay, so my husband has irretractable epilepsy. And because of that, he has early onset dementia. He's completely disabled. Um, my eldest daughter has severe ADHD and DMDD, disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. And my youngest, we don't know yet, but we think he might have hearing issues. Okay. And then can you give a little bit about like your own personal experience? I myself have... Asperger's syndrome and ADD and CAPDES, which is central auditory processing disorder. Hmm. Interesting. That one I've never heard of before. So thank you so much for giving that little bit of a background. Um, so tell us your process right now that you're dealing with your son, getting him diagnosed and all that kind of stuff. That would be my middle child, Gabriel. Um when he was a newborn, we noticed these abnormal jerking movement spells. We told the doctor they were seizures because that's what they looked like to us. As you know, we do have experience with epilepsy, but they just kept writing it off. I no, it's myoclonus. No, it's um, infantile spasms. We just monitor it. But when he was five and a half months old, we went to his pediatrician. And in the office, he saw him having a seizure and contacted his neurologist and said, this child is having seizures. You need to get him in. Again, once more, the neurologist wrote it off and said, no, there's nothing wrong. At that point, he was already showing severe global delays and learning delays. Um, so about two weeks later, when he had just turned six months old, he had a 15-minute seizure. We rushed him to the ER. He ended up having almost 45-minute seizure in the ER. Oh, my gosh. So before he had 15 minutes, and then in the ER, he had almost like a 45. Yes. Together, almost an hour. Yes, he has had hour-long seizures before. Oh, oh my gosh. And the neurologist said he was fine. There was nothing wrong. At that point, the head of the neurology department overrode his neurologist and admitted him and started him on medication. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't know who this neurologist is, but he needs to go. <laughs> okay, so what was the next steps? You were like, you finally got it cleared that you're like, obviously he's having seizures. So what's what happened next? Of course, at that time, during his six months, um, physical, they noticed severe speech delays, PT, um, walking, he wasn't walking, no speech, no language, wasn't eating. Um, he was at a newborn level for all of that. Oof. And he was at the age of what? He was six months and at nine months, he was still at the newborn level. Oof. Okay. So he was having a lot of brain issues that were happening and... You were still like fighting with doctors of like, hey, he needs to get checked out. He has seizures. He needs to 
more in depth and it finally took going to the ER to finally make something happen. Yes. Okay, so after the ER, what happened? Did they put you in the right direction of where to go? Did you have to like keep looking for like more doctors? What? Well, his pediatrician referred him to OTPT and of course the um and he's been with early intervention ever since. Okay. They finally started getting him to walk about a year ago. Oh. It wasn't until this year, though, that he actually started interacting with the world around him. Wow. Okay. And he's how old right now? He is three. You got everything squared away with the doctor's side and everything. How was, like, getting him, like, are you, like, interacting with schools at, yet or... He is supposed to start school. They were trying to assess him. He's going to be doing homebound instructions because they don't have the facilities capable of handling all of his medical issues. Really? Asthmatic, epileptic, autistic features. We're pretty, pretty sure he has autism, but of course they don't diagnose that until you're three. So, Yeah, so he's like right around the corner. Um <laughs> So the doctors, like, how long was this process for you? Like, was it a couple years? Was it a year? Our, his primary tried to get us as much help as he could, as early as he could. But because of how severe the delays were, he, within only last year, did he actually start meeting any of his milestones. Wow. But he is still very speech delayed. Uh-huh. Um, trying to say the words, but he can't form them. He can't use consonants. Um, very rarely use the vowel sounds together. Um, he does have an immature gait, mm -hmm. which means he keeps his body close tucked in when he's running or walking. Mm, okay. So stages of like still kind of like toddler but growing out of that kind of stage yes okay and so in this process do you feel like you're like supported now with like the doctors and like you know exactly what he has and like how to treat it or do you still feel like you're like advocating for that oh um we're still advocating for treatments but about six months ago we got referred to the geneticist. He was referred already once before. They just ran the standard epilepsy panel, but this time they did his entire genome. We finally figured out what's wrong, and it covers all the issues he had. Wow. So a single, what is that, like a saliva test or blood test? His was a swab in the cheek. Um, he has chromosome 16P. 11, 13, micro deletion is very rare. And then from there, did were they able to give you the supports of like where to go next? No, because they don't really know. This is such a rare disorder. They don't really know. And my husband has the same deletion, but the only symptoms he presents with is epilepsy and dyslexia. Hmm. So, so it, that's how varied it, it can be. Yeah. So it's genetic. Yes. Huh. Okay. And you don't have any, so it's more of the husband's side? Yeah. 
Interesting. So the total process of getting your son taking care of wood, how long would you say it's been? We've been having constantly go at it for ever since he was born, basically. When he was in the NICU, we noticed the seizures starting. And at that point, they just wrote us off until, like I said, six months when he finally had one in their ER. <laughs> so it only took for you to go to the ER to for them to actually finally take it seriously. Yes. But that seizure that he was in nearly killed him. They oh. had to. I can only imagine. You said it was 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Which I was like, I'm surprised he's made it out. Because I've never heard of 45-minute seizure before. It's called status epilepsy. It's when they're in a single seizure for over 30 minutes, basically. Oof. That's a long time. Because I, I can only imagine all the other stuff that's going to come with that. With like the brain development. and it's just Plus the strain on the heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. he's already asthmatic yeah yeah so he didn't need any help with that <laughs> oh so you're just still in the process so do you feel more as like a parent that you're more supported with doctors now of like the now that we got an official diagnosis people are actually taking it seriously and saying okay what can we do to help support him Okay, perfect. That only, what, took three years to get that diagnosis? <laughs> yeah, so as a parent, how that must have been a lot, though, on you, yeah? Mm-hmm, especially since I'm the primary caregiver for both my husband, my son, my daughter. Her ADHD is so severe, it is counted as a disability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so managing all of that, plus, like, trying to figure out one of your kids, like what was happening with him and like people saying that you're crazy and nothing's wrong to, okay, you were right. There is something wrong. Here it is. And it's also a rare condition that we don't know how to help you yet, but we'll try to figure it out. Basically is what's going on now. <laughs> Gosh, that must be crazy. That sounds like a lot of stress on you. First of all, like, I just, I support you 100% with all the stuff you're doing with advocating for him, taking care of your other ones at the same time, and your husband. Like, you're a superstar. Thank you. Did you have any of those issues yourself when you were, like, growing up? Did you have any struggles with, like, doctors not being able to, like, yes. exactly what was wrong with you? Yes. And well, they pretty, were pretty sure that something was wrong with me because my brother also has autism they yeah. could see that we were like similar in that manner so they knew some like did they see like the social aspect of the autism or social aspect i'm not good at connecting with others okay i math very well though <laughs> yeah i understand emotions even in my marriage Sometimes I have to go back and ask my husband what exactly he's meaning or what exact emotion he's exactly showing because I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Which that's a pretty common thing with autism. So like with your process, was it pretty like they were like, oh, you have autism. Did your mom have to like, or your dad, did they struggle with like getting you the right services and all that for you and your brother? Well, my mom actually had to challenge a school district 
course. She actually sued them. <laughs> no shocker there. <laughs> Which so it was obviously something that the school wasn't going to provide, or they didn't believe that you had. What was it? They wouldn't provide the services that we needed. Because my brother, he has an aggressive form of autism, very violent, very aggressive. Again, he doesn't understand social interactions, but he's more outgoing than I am. Yeah. And like maybe the boy aspect of the testosterone kind of like emphasizes that a little bit. So your mom had to deal with, it sounds like a lot too, with just getting you guys the services that you needed as well. It's yeah, and how long was that? Pro like, was your brother easier or you easier? Like, or was it the same kind of challenge? They diagnosed us until we were nine. Nine? They didn't diagnose you with autism until nine? Yep. That's wild to me. Because you know that, right? Like, so I'm a special ed teacher and, like, we know that right away. Like, we're, like... Our whole college is about with like special education teacher. They said um, they should have autistic features. They were telling her that, but right we didn't away. Get yeah, you noticed right before. You noticed way before not. Oh my gosh! So who ended up like? Did a doctor qualify you or the school? Like, how did it end up getting? How did you end up getting qualified for autism? I was diagnosed through the school. My brother was diagnosed through a doctor. Wait, how does that work? So you guys, did you go to the same doctor? By that time, he was having severe mental breakdown, severe behavioral difficulties, and he was put in a group home through the court, and the court ordered a doctor to diagnose and try to figure out what was wrong. Mm, okay, so you were- up. He wasn't living at home with us, Harley. Oh, so he started pretty young when he hit the group home? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was quiet for him. I didn't end up having to go through all that. But now he has, like, relationship troubles and all of that because he never formed a proper relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and it sounds like he didn't get the appropriate supports that he needed, like how to even have a relationship, how to interact with people. Yeah. Interesting. So he got diagnosed through a doctor. You got diagnosed through the school. And do you think it? you just got diagnosed through the school because you were quieter and doctors were just like, no? They knew something was wrong, but they wouldn't actually test for it. Um, it was because I had learning issues as well. So did you like notice like as you were growing up, like did you feel like you were not part of a group? Oh, I was definitely not a part of any clique. I was always on the outside, always alone. And how did how was that? It was difficult, but I preferred my loneliness status. I didn't understand what it took to be in a group. So for me, yeah. it was a blessing in disguise, sort of. Was your school-like experience pretty good? Like, were your teachers good? Yeah, I excelled in school. I excelled in learning. Mostly because I spent all my time reading books. Nice. So you're I love it. And then how is your brother doing now? Is he like 
Um, he's got a fiance, but they're always fighting. I always have to step in and like dispute their <laughs> But <laughs> he's able to function more normally than I can. So he like changed, like, did he get services that he needed to be able to work on his? Just learn to mask and fit in. Okay. And because he was more outgoing, he could mask that sort of thing easier than I could have. Yeah, that's fair. Did he, are you guys close? Did he ever help you with like kind of figuring that stuff out? I wouldn't say he helped me figuring out, but he was really protective of me. Well, that's, that's fair. That 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 works. <laughs> I mean, either way. Do you have any sensory things that you noticed over the years? I have um, sensory avoidance. He's a sensory seeker. <laughs> I avoid, like, I can't stand tags, wool. I can't even stand that to touch me at all. Um, Certain textures, food-wise, I can't stand because I can't eat it. Like, I can't eat pies because of the texture of them. Hmm. The smooth texture or the, depending on the pie, I guess, like if it's pecan or whatever. Well, thank you so much for giving your little stories right there. Do you have any advice for any, like, parents or any other individual, like, who has a disability that you could, like, give them if they were listening to this? Well, for parents, if you know that there's something wrong, keep looking, keep fighting for your child. Because the doctors, like in my case, the doctor completely ignored us for several months. I've had like multiple parents like just describe your challenge, not in that depth, but of just like how much of a fight it is just to get someone diagnosed. Well, thank you again so much for coming on and sharing all your wonderful stuff and your journeys that you're continuing to go through and you went through and you're doing great thanks for listening to the capable podcast we'll stay tuned for a next episode